Today's topic, some real estate memes. I am Darren. And I'm Catherine. And this is Real Estate Money and Marriage. Catherine, I came across this meme I've been seeing, and I just wanted to get your assessment of it. Okay. All right. So here's what the meme says. My parents bought their house in 1976 for $58,000. In 2022 dollars, that would be 279160 First of all, not sure where she got those numbers. So she's adjusting for inflation? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So maybe okay. that's who, but inflation of what? The typical 3% or like the 1% of what we were or the 9% of what we currently are? Yeah. She's not adjusting by typical appreciation. Appreciation. Okay. So let's go oh, we'll on. Go with it. Yeah. We'll go with that. Okay. So uh, in 2022 dollars, that would be 279,160. Their 2022 assessment valued the house at 2.09 million. I don't think getting married at 34 instead of 24 is the reason my generation can't buy homes. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. Boom, mic drop. Yeah, I got all you Gen Xers and boomers. Yeah, she got us. Wait, what, no, I, I'm I'm not either of those. Yeah, you're a. I'm. I don't know how old she is. I'm gonna assume 24, 25, based upon her instead of 24. Like, first off, is she mad that she's single or that she doesn't have a home? What is she more upset about in this post? That's another podcast. Okay, we are real estate, money, and marriage. Oh, okay, like, okay. We well, talk about well, okay, it's another episode. All right. So the first thing I want to tackle here, we kind of already tackled the inflation number. However, she came up with that. The 2022 assessment valued at the home at 2.09 million. Now, I guess that's supposed to be a shocker. That's supposed to be like, what? 58,000 to 2.09 million? That's so crazy. But here's the thing with real estate. That would be 76. That would be 46 years. I mean, it's a long period of time she's using. Yeah. Like, yeah. I guess we'll get to this, but my thought is like, yeah, it should appreciate a lot. Yeah. So 46 years of what the house went up in value. And remember, assessment is based upon what the local city or county is deciding the value of your home is. Okay. So 46 years. Number one, that home could be or should be paid off. Probably is. Yeah. Well, hopefully, unless her parents refinanced a whole bunch of times. Okay. Which is likely. Which could be very likely because over a 46-year period, you are going to have basically changed the hot water heater four or five times. You're going to replace the furnace two or three times, if not four times. You're going to have done the roof maybe twice. Like, the entire house is going to be new inside and out. Well, not new, but probably a lot of stuff inside and out has been replaced in that amount of time. There's okay. probably plenty of dated stuff in that house, okay. but we don't know. We don't know. We Let's have... say they refied and said, we want a nice new Chip and Joanna Gaines style home. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But that's what you can do over a 46-year period. You have that kind of appreciation. So you talked about the difference between appreciation um, well, you, inflation. You know what else I think they probably did with their equity? They probably took money out to send this bratty girl to college. <laughs> Right. That very well could be. So I want to jump over and look at the numbers now of return on investment calculator. That if you put $58,000 into an investment and then over a 46-year period, 
you got a return of $2,009,000. Is that $2,009,000 or $2,090,000? $2,090,000. Okay, so I got the math wrong here. There we go. Calculate. That would be an 8.10% return. Per year. Okay, annualized ROA. Mm-hmm. Ken? It's pretty good. That's pretty good because when I got into real estate... 24, 25 years ago, I was told a good return on investment for real estate is about 4%. You want to beat inflation by a point or two. Mm -hmm. So 8%, if you said, well, if you told me 25 years ago, like that would be double. That's a crazy number. But here's the thing. The stock market is supposed to appreciate at nine, and I think it has over the last hundred years at about a 9.2% rate. So I just don't think an 8% increase is that outrageous i don't know why we have to be mad at it i think maybe we could be happy for these people for her parents and don't worry she's mad because like she's saying why do you expect me to be able to afford a home that's how am i supposed to afford a home at two million dollars i mean i have so many thoughts i see why you want to do a podcast now but my main one i would say is why are you not inspired by that why don't you want to do that why do you think it's impossible? That's why. Oh, it's impossible. Okay. Why do you think you have to buy the exact type of house your parents bought? Do you think you have to pay $2 million for a house or nothing? Or could you maybe get something one third of that or one fourth of that price? So the next thing I would go to is where are you living? Because if I go and I look at the average rent and I couldn't find anything for 1976 specifically, but I found this on ipropertymanagement.com. Average rent prices have increased at a rate of 8.86% per year since 1980. And this was updated April 25th, 2022. So rent has increased at a higher rate than what this home value of her parents she is talking about. I'd also be interested to know what was your parents' interest rate? Ah. Uh, it was probably higher than- Hold on, I'm so glad you brought that up because I have a follow-up post that she did of people kind of calling her out on a couple of things. Oh, so good. All right. So then she goes, a lot of people have been replying to this to explain historical interest rates to me. But one of the privileges of not owning a house myself is that I do not need or want to understand them. Okay. So she has totally disqualified herself from having any conversation about real estate and investing. Yeah. So I think this goes back to like when, what's the saying about if you don't vote in an election, you don't get to complain about how, what's that saying? So it was something like that. I don't know how, exactly how it's worded, but that's yeah. it. We'd be paraphrasing, but it's something like if you don't vote, you don't get to complain. Yeah. I guess that would be this. If you don't want to understand interest rates and how the real estate market or how economies work, yeah. you don't get to complain. Yeah, so she's making a point. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk, which means like I'm making a I'm super good point. I'm smarter than you. And then her next thing is I'm not participating in any sort of real estate investment, so I don't have to understand it. Yeah, which sounds like, yeah, then why are you even talking about this? I want my money back from this TED Talk experience. Oh, my time back. I want my money back so I can invest it into something that brings me a better rate of return. My job. So any closing thoughts on this? I think that this is an extra naive, ignorant 
post that you're showing me and we're talking about right now. But I do think there's a lot of people who have similar thoughts. And I just wish people could look at an investment like this girl's parents and be inspired and look forward to talking to their kid and maybe their grandkids about what a deal they got. Even if you have to spend $350,000 on a condo right now. Because why does she think homes have appreciated a lot in the last 45 years, but now they're not going to appreciate anymore? I mean, this is just someone who needs to get in the game and just enjoy, just watch her house appreciate. Yeah, I think this is a problem of ignorance of youth. And I would include myself in this. I'm not bashing the youth. I'm saying this is my own ignorance of what I thought when I was 20, 25, even 30 of, hey, when I'm making $100,000 a year, I'm going to be doing really well. Hey, once I have a net worth of a million dollars, I'm going to be so rich. And then time goes on. And then you start to understand inflation. And you start to understand that things get more and more expensive every single year. And that a million dollars is not that much. And probably the new number is probably 2.5, but that's not going to be enough. If you're in your middle ages and you want to retire at 65, you're probably going to need at least 5 million. And I think this is just ignorance that you have it. You can't look back far enough to realize how cheap something was. Like when I look back on my youth, a candy bar was 50 cents. When my dad looks back on his youth, a candy bar was a nickel. He understands the perspective of inflation and prices increasing over time better than I do. Well, can I say one more thing? Absolutely. I already feel, so I'm 35. And when I try to make a point about when I bought my first home, it was 2009. So I was 22. And when I try to make a point like, Oh, I was a server. I worked in a restaurant. I couldn't afford the average home in the area, but I just went out there and I bought whatever I could. And I didn't have a lot of income. People already look at that like, well, yeah, that was like ancient history because prices have come up since then. But, you know, at the time, it didn't seem like that. At the time, there just weren't a lot of people who were buying. And looking back, now they're thinking, well, I should have. Or they should be thinking that. All right, so any, any closing takeaways that you have from this, whether it's the return on investment, inflation assessment, appreciation, or rent versus owning. I think just a quick reminder, the rents have increased over time more than home values. Wow. Yeah, just all of the above you need to get in the game, even when you're young, especially when you're young. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Money and Marriage Podcast with Catherine and Darren. And when you're ready, here's four things that you can do right now. Number one, make sure you're subscribed to this show, whether you're watching or listening. If you're watching, you can also click the like button, click the thumbs up button. Number two, if you're a first-time homebuyer, get a free guide, seven costly mistakes homebuyers make. Visit costlymistakeshomebuyersmake.com. Number three, if you're selling your home, get access to our Get Sell Ready Guide and checklist. It'll show you how to get your home ready without spending a fortune or wasting your nights and weekends updating and remodeling your home. Visit GetSellReady.com. And number four, start a smart moves conversation with us. Get clarity about what to do next. Get your questions answered, your concerns taken care of, and an action plan customized to your timeline. You can schedule a call with us at SmartMovesCall.com or start a chat with us. Visit M.me slash group. 